Welcome everyone to Weekend Rental episode 53. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. As always, you can find our content on iTunes, Google Play, and now Geekade. Movies, video games, beer. What's your geek? You can find it all. New content, uh, including articles and uh, podcasts and more over at geekade.com. My name's Ryan, and as always, I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Nate. What's going on, guys? I saw you lick your lips there. What's up with that? Seeing some ice cream. Eager to get started, are you? Yes. Ooh, all right. Now that we've set the mood, let's jump into our opening segment, <laughs> By Rent Burn. So if you've not listened to us before, essentially what we do with this uh, segment is we all pick a game for a given system. This week we are talking about the original Game Boy. We play these games individually, and then at the end, we decide which one we would personally buy, rent, or burn. So let's go through our list here. Um, Andy has selected Popeye 2, Nate has gone with Judge Dredd, and I've selected Wario Blast. Um, So let's go back up to the top here. We're going to talk about Popeye 2 first, Andy's pick. Let's read the description here. Uh, He'll fight to the finish because he eats his spinach. He's Popeye the Sailor Man. When Olive Oil discovers a map that leads to a hidden treasure, Popeye, Olive, Sweet Pea, and the whole gang set sail on the high seas. But alas, Popeye's arch rival, Bluto, isn't far behind. The dastardly villain tosses Popeye into the briny deep. It looks like curtains for our bald-headed hero, unless you can help him get the spinach that he needs to jump, climb, and smash his way to save his friends, reclaim his ship, and lead the way to treasure. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's a platformer on the Game Boy. I didn't realize it was underwater the entire time. It is? Is that what they're trying to say with that? Well, maybe. Maybe, maybe he made it to land. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't know. And he can hold his breath very well. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize how well Popeye would actually translate to a platformer. I think it does pretty well. Um Obviously, he uses his gigantic forearms to to punch. Well, just things. the one forearm. Yeah, the one. Just forearm. the one. I remember all those classic Popeye episodes where just his one arm got big and the <laughs> other one stayed the same. <laughs> I imagine it's like it's like having a gigantic dick, which luckily I don't have. Like I don't have to deal with that issue. But it seems like it's <laughs> way to wow. own it. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Good for you, Andy. It, it seems like. Like it would be a major issue, like Popeye here. He has this gigantic one arm that he's just yes. protruding and has to deal with the whole time. And it's a grower, not a shower. Yeah, which sounds similar to Andy's situation. <laughs> and it, yeah, it, it, it's definitely weird looking. I mean, the Game Boy probably doesn't help. You don't have a lot of. Room it's to weird, make but a like sprite, in an but... adorable way. Like I like the little like chibi way that they kind of like smush the characters down. Yeah. Especially when he's climbing a rope, that looks really strange too. But yeah, with one arm not moving, yeah, like the buff arm, <laughs> it's super weird. It's, it's very strange looking. Yeah, I love how they just brought it out as Popeye too, even though we didn't get the first one. Like, I'm you right. didn't need to know yeah. the first one. Yeah, I really like this game. Like, it is the very. I mean, it meets all the basic qualifications for a platformer. You got stuff you can collect. You got power ups. You got a time limit to worry about. 
it didn't do anything extraordinary, but it was still charming, pretty straightforward. There were a few cheap deaths here and there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but all in all, I'm kind of surprised I'd never heard of this one before. I was pleasantly surprised by it. The only thing that I didn't care for, I thought initially the sound design was pretty good. I liked the music. And then you get into a couple of those later levels mm. and it takes a turn and it just becomes grating as hell. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was really cool. They were pretty generous with the amount of hit you could take, you know, when you power up with the spinach, uh, the boss fights were simple, but fun. Yep. I don't know. It's just, it, it, to me, it feels like one of those platformers that you're going to throw in your game boy, uh, blow through in 90 minutes. And then three months later, you're going to come back and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I think, uh, yeah, this game was, was fun. It was a great platformer and, uh, they did a good job putting it together and easy to play. I, you know, there wasn't really many moments that was extremely stressful or anything like that, or where it's, you know, not fair. It seemed pretty, pretty easy going. And, um, I was impressed by it. I think what I was playing it on though, it's not what I picture the game boy. I think Ryan, you, you said that today as we were kind of, talking about these picks you're like well you're not playing it on the original hardware so you're seeing a screen and i'm like man this stuff looks fairly decent yeah but yeah it, it's it's really fun yeah i was really impressed with the i mean like you said it's it's a quality platformer there isn't anything in there that you'd be like well you know the controls are a little weird or you know there's nothing that you would be able to tell is really off brand from a even like a first party nintendo platformer you oh know? yeah for sure yeah it was very solid i mean like i said there were some cheap deaths but for the most part like when so i died <laughs> or if i di- right when i died or if i died i knew why and i think that's the hallmark of like a, a solid platformer and i just i really liked popeye's design like again you know the little smush sprite with like the giant arm that just gets bigger <laughs> and i don't know there's just something satisfying about like punching crabs in the face for no reason other than i could <laughs> yeah all right so should we move on to the next one um let's go on to nate's pick uh nate has selected judge dread description on this one mega city one is in ruins corruption is rampant it's time to take the law into your own hands armed with uh the explosive lawgiver firepower you have heat seekers ricochet rockets incendiary missiles and more to take on the mean machine uh the ABC robot and other brutal barriers to justice take to the skies in your high speed lawmaster motorcycle uh, and pacify even the most persistent perps. You're not alone or you're not above the law. You are the law. I did anybody get to this motorcycle? I'm curious now. No. Okay. I think they should change the title by taking just judge out of it. and Just call it dread because it's not i i got lucky the last couple weeks that uh, i was i was picking these titles and getting by pretty well well luck has turned and this game isn't that great this is probably more of a platformer than a beat-em-up i would i would think um and what i was playing it on as well so i was you know obviously emulating it and I thought the motions looked pretty impressive, though the movements that uh, you wouldn't typically see on a Game Boy. 
but I can't say I can't. I guess I can't really use that as any leverage because I didn't play it on the original hardware, and Ryan burst that bubble. Yeah, so he was like, "It probably looks like garbage." And it's the just game like the background great. was so dark, and so were the sprites that, like Nate pointed out, like it's got really solid animation for the size of the sprites. But I guarantee you, on the original hardware, on the base model, it would have just been a blurred mess. Yeah, it, it's such a. For me, it was a very frustrating game. So you'd meet enemies and you're trying to shoot them, kick them. And it, I don't know, it, the gun didn't seem really effective. The bullets seemed really weird. Like they would go straight and then all of a sudden start curving down. I don't know. And you're so close to the enemies. It was, it was a disappointment. I'm sorry, guys. I'll do better next time. <laughs> Do we know if we play as Stallone? No, I think you play as Rob Schneider, uh, oh, whatever his character sure, was in this one. Sure. So I'll give it an extra bump in that. <laughs> I've always wanted to play as Rob Schneider from Judge Dredd. <laughs> Do you think he was proud of it? Definitely. He's like, yeah, I'm in a video game. Compared to the rest Scrappy. of his career, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> yeah, I, it's... I feel like this was like they took a pretty subpar Super Nintendo game and then tried to literally translate it down to a Game Boy game as well. And yep. that, mm-hmm. that only made it further worse. But Yeah, it was just... the They tried to do too much with the backgrounds. They used too many dark colors. Everything blurred together. Uh, the staged navigation was horrendous because it was yes. almost more vertical wow. than it was horizontal. And then every enemy, whether you shot them, used rockets, or punched them, took 50 hits. Yep. Uh, the only thing that like you benefited from, from kicking was that you could get them to allow you to like arrest them, and then on occasion they would drop a power-up. But it wasn't worth the effort to do that, ever. And then by the time I got to the end of that first stage, like 15 minutes in, and there was a door that said, go in, and I walked up to the door and it didn't work, that's when I shut this game off. And I was like, I've seen everything I need to see. You gave it 15 minutes. That's amazing. You made it farther than me because I could not, for the life of me, figure out how to get to the very top roof. Until I had to, like, look it up, and then I saw, like, there's one, like, weird... Yeah, a line. A one-pixel line. I had no idea. And that's where I was like, I'm not going back to play that. That's bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, it's awful game design. I know. It's so terrible. You'd never know. It looks just like any other seam in the background. So stupid. Hey, but and, hey, there's there's no enemy respawn. I'll give it that. That was okay. That was very impressive true. for a Game Boy game. And they do give you copious amounts of health, knowing that you're gonna take like 18 slugs <laughs> to the face while you shoot the guy 50 <laughs> times. So that was nice of them. I'm curious, did either of you see the Judge Dread reboot, just called Dread, the movie like a couple years back? Yes, yeah, that's good. No, that's awesome. awesome. Yes, that is an amazing movie. That if you like action films and not thinking. That is, I highly recommend uh, to everyone who's listening to watch that. that. Is a solid flick. Yep, absolutely. I missed it. I'll have to catch it now. I'll have to catch it. All right, I'm done talking about Judge Dread on Game Boy. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to my pick. Talk uh, on it. Wario it's Blast. Quick with my games. <laughs> so, description on Wario Blast. Oh no, Wario stumbled upon a secret gateway into Bomberland. Now the greedy warmonger wants to claim the land, its inhabitants, and treasure for his own. Entering the underground labyrinth, he meets the resistance of the Mad Bombers. 
explosive experts who have some TNT tricks and surprises to toss at Wario. Uh, the battle heats up as Wario and Bomberman each try to outwit the other uh, level by level in a dynamite duel. Uh, so this is exactly what you would think it is. I don't know if they were trying to fly high off of the success of uh, Super Mario Land 3 Wario Land on the Game Boy. Um, and they just thought uh, they could sell Bomberman to a new audience if Wario was on it. But this is just Bomberman uh, with the option to play as a Wario-skinned version of Bomberman. Um, and that's that's what this is. No more, no less. But enjoyable. It's really fun. I thought it was really fun. Yeah. I mean, Bomberman's yeah. good, so this is good. It, exactly, yeah. It's it's just a, just disappointing that there wasn't like just some more like Wario specific stuff in there like abilities or anything right like some of those awesome items he has like the fire hat or something yeah it's just it's just him as a skin in Bomberman <laughs> yeah honestly the, probably the best feature this game has to contribute to the Bomberman uh, gameplay is just that it's got the Super Game Boy uh, ability so it has a I played it, so it's got the color palette that will come in, and then it's got a border um, with a bunch of people like viewing the arena, and then Wario's like sitting up in the crowd, and I mean that's always a cool little perk. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I I it's one of those games like I remember seeing back in the day, and I I was aware of what it was, but I had never played it. And then you put it in, and I'm just and you just realize like how shallow of a reskin this was. Like it's I mean it's cool to see Hudson and um, Nintendo doing something like this but i don't know why, why why even make this and not just sell a new bomberman game see i didn't even know i didn't read the description i didn't know what the game was going to be so when it brought up the menu and bomberman came up and i was like sweet i'm gonna play as bomberman in a wario game <laughs> what <laughs> and, I, and you, i start playing it you did that I wrong like, i was like why did I pick Bomberman? Why I'm playing Bomberman? This doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, it, I I I really enjoy Bomberman. I think it's a great game. It's really fun. Nothing special about this game whatsoever, but it's Bomberman. Yeah, it's it is strange though. Like I think this what came out as a Bomberman game in Japan. And then for whatever reason, when they brought it over here, they're like, oh, we have to add Wario to it. They're like, those silly Americans don't understand Bomberman. Yeah. Let's put this weird dipshit Mario spinoff on it. Except that they put the second Game Boy Bomberman out here. As Did they really? Bomberman, yeah. Oh, gosh. So, it, I, I mean, I've seen this game all the time. I had no idea it was just Bomberman. I had just... Well, honestly, like... Given the name, you'd almost be forgiven for thinking it was like a Poyu Pop clone like they were doing mm-hmm. with like everything else back then. But I I don't know. I really suck at Bomberman. Like it's fun right away. You're blowing up the blocks, finding the pickups and the upgrades and stuff like that. But as soon as you're trying to knock out that other person, my my line of thinking is just out the window and I just trap myself or just play dumb. Just, yeah. I killed myself many times. Yeah. Just that's how I play. I'm so focused on the other person dropping a bomb, and then all of a sudden, I kill myself. Yep. Yep. All right. 
I don't know how much more we can elaborate on Bomberman reskin, so let's just go back. Uh, let's do our picks. Andy, why don't you take us through which ones do you buy, rent, or burn? Yeah, I think in this instance, I'm going to buy Popeye 2. I was, I was really impressed by how quality that game was. And you like look at the developer and everything, you wouldn't think that that would be even a thing as well. But they made it happen, and it's a pretty fun platformer on the Game Boy. It's got right proportions and it feels good to play. And yeah, I don't think there's many better platformers on there. That that was a better Wario game than Wario Blast. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt a Actually, lot like Wario. That, that's yeah. a guess. It does. Now that you mentioned that, that's totally true. Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but I'll rent Wario Blast because, I mean, Bomberman's fun, even if mm-hmm. it. Even if it is like kind of a lazily just add Wario for no apparent reason, just other than to sell the game. But yeah, Bomberman's fun. Uh, so you gotta you gotta rent that. And yeah, Judge Dread is is pretty dreadful. Like it's don't play that game, guys. <laughs> we do this so you don't have to. <laughs> Nate, how are you? Yeah, this one, it's pretty clear. It is very clear. Um, Popeye 2, it's a great game. Something special on the Game Boy, so that is definitely going to be a buy. The rent is going to be Bomberman, because who doesn't love Bomberman? I'm going to call it Bomberman. Um, And, yeah, I'm back at the bottom, guys, (laughs) taking us to to awful video game land. (laughs) Uh, Judge Dread is awful. Don't play it, please. For for your health and safety, <laughs> don't play it. Um, yeah. So that's gonna be my burn, Ryan. What do you think? Uh, yeah. This again, super easy. Popeye Two is a wonderful surprise and good platformer, and is a lot like Wario Land. Now that we've heard that, uh, so I can't recommend that one enough. Um, again, Bomberman's great. <laughs> Give me Wario and a Bomberman game for some unknown reason. I'll play that. I'll rent that one. And then I'm going to just torch Rob Schneider in Judge Derp. Because that was just a a terrible game. And uh, yeah, that's exactly what you expect out of a licensed game. Nate flew too close to the sun with the Scorpion King game. He thought he could repeat it, but he can't. He can't do it, Nate. I tried. I tried. I, I think gotta the go PlayStation the version of, of the... Judge Dredd's pretty decent, right? Like it's a light gun game. Oh, like it's okay. not awful. Sure, I think that's supposed to be all right. But yeah, this was trash. This is trash on fire. I'm gonna go back to our uh, buy rent burn list and change the rest of the the movie titles <laughs> out to some real games. Appreciate it. Well, at least we had another buy rent burn in the books. All right, so moving on from Byron Byrne, let's uh, get into the meat of the podcast. Uh, some breaking news that I want to discuss with you, gentlemen. I, I did send you the link because I just I just thought this was pinnacle of press in the United States. Um, I would like to let everyone know that uh, as of today, 
July 31st, the USA Today has uh, informed everyone that a man found a pristine in 1987 Nintendo game in his attic that could sell for $10,000. What is this rare and elusive treasure, you ask? Well, it's a sealed copy of Kid Icarus. And do you know how we know it's rare? Because he contacted the experts at, um, let's see, who did he talk to? Some auction house. Um... Heritage Auctions, I think Heritage Auctions, yes. The authority in video gaming, which have informed them, uh, USA Today, I mean, uh, that there are only 10 known sealed copies of this game in existence in any collector's hands. Period. This makes me rage. <laughs> this article makes me rage. When you sent this, this is exactly the problem with people who are not in the video game community they think they have gold because they read stupid news articles that aren't even close to being factual but they had the receipts from jc penny the original store receipts and with that providence or whatever they call that with the auction thing it is that it's it's a one of a kind it's one of a kind Okay, well, I have NES boxes with the price tag still on them. So what does that (laughs) mean? Are those worth a million dollars? Yes. They could be. (laughs) What I think is hilarious is that, like, they also, like, along with this auction, they're, like, listing, like, we took the ad from the JCPenney catalog that showed this game for sale in 1987. Like, how is that adding value? The thing is, is like he went about this all wrong. He contacted experts on the internet, and now this thing is VGA graded. I think we all can agree how we feel about VGA grading. It's fine if you're into that, but I think it's absolutely insane. So basically, they got this guy to like contact the type of people who are going to take it, ask for $300 to put it in an acrylic case, and then tell everyone how there's only 10 of these acrylic case kit. Because that's what this is, right? I mean, we all know there's like that mega collector. In the, NES, in the NES scene, he was, like, going through his inventory. I think he's selling now. And he has cases of box-sealed games. I mean, the dude had, like, 12 copies of Stadium Events sealed. You're telling me he didn't have 20 copies of Kid Icarus? Like, come on, 10 in the world? Come on! Yeah, that game was... I mean, that game came out when Nintendo was hitting its stride here. Like... Yes! And it didn't sell that well either. So I would argue that if you're going to find like a black box era game, which arguably, I guess it's a silver box game. This would be the one that I would expect to find shrink wrap still more often than not. Yeah. Yeah. It's fake news. Hashtag fake news. Yes. It's as bad as that whole, like when I said it in the text string, I'm like, it's as bad as that whole freaking storage wars thing oh it's the model zero zero one ten thousand dollars here guys ten thousand it's like uh, from what well that was who's paying this that was a uh misconception because there was an actual auction with stadium events with the and they listed nes zero zero one in the auction Uh, so that's what everybody took out of it that they thought the nintendo was worth it but no not so much well i mean we went down this road with what was it? A Mario cart. I can't remember how many years ago that someone found this and this article came out, go through your attic. This could be worth right. thousands of dollars. Well, that translates into the flea market community or garage sale people, just these normal Joe Schmoes that really don't know what they have, but they assume it's gold. So they're going to say, 
Well, I saw that Mario is worth $5,000, so right. it's got to be worth that. I've seen posts, local posts on people trying to sell Mario games for 1000 bucks because they think it's rare. I've had guys try to say, do you understand there's two games on this cart with Mario and Duck Hunt? <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's great. Cool. That's the most common game ever. It's, it's uh. so frustrating. So right after this article dropped, I immediately went to price charting and I went into Pat, the NES Punk's app, just to gauge prices now. And I'm curious to check in a couple days because as of the time, price charting had the complete inbox, like sealed, $46 on Kid Icarus, which I would say is probably not accurate. I would say it's at least like 100 but Pat's app had 350 ish uh, which is maybe a little more realistic. I don't know. I, I, again, I'm curious to see where the prices end up. Um, a week from now, because I already saw eBay listings starting to go up there with like complete inbox, like $150. And that's not, you know, complete inbox, $150 is not what that would have been at probably a few hours ago. No. So, not that it's not a good game, not that this isn't a cool find, but really they shouldn't be getting excited that they've found a gem in their closet. They should be sad that their dipshit parents bought them this for a Christmas gift <laughs> or a birthday gift and left it in the attic for 30 years. <laughs> like that's that's the sad reality of the story I is think. that what it was he forgot it was like a forgotten gift yeah yeah the dad yeah, thought like Christmas they left gift. it in the attic never took it down wow it's hilarious that's pretty good still in the bag and everything that's that's pretty it's great pretty sad that they never go up to the attic in 30 years like you would never be like oh what is, what's this right and it's amazing surviving in an attic that it was in that good of shape $10,000 shape. Oh. What's in your attic? So I have a sealed box or a sealed KO. What is that worth? Uh, probably $20,000, but it doesn't top by sealed taboo, the six cents, which is worth at least a quarter of a million. Um, I haven't contacted USA Today and informed them yet, but be watching for a future story on the millions, possibly that I could inherit. It would be hilarious if US Today, USA Today, listen to this podcast and they're like, oh my gosh, it's worth 25 grand. And now it, it's a printed article out there that KO and Taboo are the games to look for. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, uh, you, you're excited for those people to find something cool like that, but it's just a cool thing. It's not like the Holy Grail. And it's just sad, like you said, that now. Every yokel without a brain is going to be throwing their stuff on garage sales for like 10 times what it's worth. Well, the Mario thing is the worst, right? Because like, if you have the original print Mario, it does go for insane amounts now. For whatever reason, I have no idea why that is. It's just that box, yeah. And you can't... How do you explain that to the common person? That... No, you don't have that one, you know? (laughs) Right. Well, and it's not like even if you had the original print Mario, it's still worth ten bucks. It's like you need that box. Like it has to be that box. Yeah. Yeah. People don't get it. Collecting stupid. Yeah, it is. I've seen the recent rash of like people questioning: Is this still worth it? On from like major YouTube channels. Game Chasers and Pixel Game Squad and a bunch of other people have started uploading it. I think at some point everybody gets there and they're like, well, no. 
obviously it's not worth it, but there's some nostalgia in there. And it's fun. Do you need any of it? Hell no. Oh, no. You def- you definitely don't need it for $10,000 a game. No. And I certainly wouldn't think it's an investment anymore. No. I mean, NES prices overall have to be down at least 20%, I would say, mm-hmm. um, for anything under that like $300 tier compared to three years ago. I mean, Contra is finally a $25 game again instead of 50 It's true. Yeah. Huh. But you know what the hot market's going to be that I suggest we all invest in is the uh, Bandai Wonder Swan. That thing's about to pop off. Ooh. Pro- hot tip. Hot tip, everybody. We just need to Learn start learning Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's important. <laughs> Unless you really like Buffer's Evolution, you're going to get bored quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, not news-related, but of note, Nate and I played uh, some games last week, and we discovered what we'd maybe like to call a hidden gem on the NES little known game called the Lone Ranger. I don't know if you I guys thought you're going Ghostbusters. Oh, no, no, like, everybody knows like, yeah. that that's great. Oh, Nate hadn't played absolutely. it before, which we almost beat. Yeah, we almost beat Ghostbusters, the PAL version, Ghostbusters Close. 2, which is freaking fantastic. Uh, but yeah, Lone Ranger, who knew that game is like actually pretty solid. It's kind of like Contra meets Gunsmoke meets Legend of Zelda 2. Yes, it's freaking cool. It's a weird, really weird combo there, Ryan, but well, I would agree with y- that. You have the overworld of Legend of Zelda 2, so some RPG elements and some base towns. Then you have the random enemies on the map that you encounter, which put you into gun smoke levels. But then, when you have missions to attack bosses, it goes in like a 2D side-scrolling, like, Contra almost setup, which doesn't happen as o- often. But like, yeah, you can grind for loot, you can buy new guns. You can talk to people who ask you why you're wearing a mask in every town. I don't know why they do that. And uh, you shoot people in the face and nobody seems to care. Like, there'll be three women on the street. You blast a guy in cold blood and it's cool. Just continue That's on how the, the West day. was. Yeah. Yeah, this game was so surprising. Uh, I wasn't expecting much and I'm glad that we tried it out. It was, it's one I would love to have. In my collection for sure just it is cheap 20 game bucks. that nobody nobody's talking about no. it nobody i've never heard anybody say hey let's let's talk about the lone ranger <laughs> and the music's good it is yep music was was continuous and it was different every time it wasn't the same thing playing over and over and over again uh it was a whole bunch of different tracks uh sprites looked good colors were great it was i was impressed yeah, I've been itching to go back and play it some more. I think what I might do is throw in a Game Genie code for like infinite health and just like plow through it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you, if you die game over screen, that sucks because you kind of go back to the beginning of um, the map. So there are some downfalls, of course, uh, like any game, but I'm surprised it hasn't come up on a, like a buy, rent, burn yeah. for as long as we've been doing it. It's great. I'm just surprised that they made it. 
like yeah that license was worth shit yeah and Gunsmoke. well technically that's not based off the show though right no because it's gun dot smoke yeah it's different (laughs) yeah and for some reason you could use a light gun with it too instead of just a controller so i'm not sure how that would have worked versus the controller but i only have a hd tv that we were playing on so i didn't get to test that option but yeah for right off the bat it's like are you using a a zapper or are you using a controller yeah i'd be curious to go back and see what the difference is yeah if if any how i mean obviously you would need the setup would be different because you're you got to do a lot of walking around so right maybe you do both who knows or maybe it's just certain sections like bayou billy where it switches over because oh, sure. I could see that, like that, because there's the guy, the bottle gallery thing where you shoot the bottles. Maybe that is different. I don't know. It was cool, though. Great game. Check it out. It's a solid NES game that nobody talks about. 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Well, 10,000 bucks now because it's an NES game. <laughs> and mine came all the way from Canada from the rental chain. So that was pretty cool. That is pretty. Got to leave those rental stickers on there, kids. Yeah. Unless they're covering up the label of your Ducktales too, then you promise the seller that you won't <laughs> take it off, but immediately get home and remove it. I've heard. I don't know. That was awfully specific. This guy's but... listening to it now, and he's gonna be like, "You didn't. It was did you." you. So uh, I had to lock down my Xbox One. Lockdown as uh, your kid bought something? Yes. Uh-oh. How much did this cost you? It was only $7, but the shame it brings me is so much worse. Oh, it's Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Please mm. be Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen. Any, is any... it a game? No, it's a DLC to a game. New game? Old game? New game. Mm, is it just dance crackdown three related no it was a costume pack for shantae so you could imagine yes. what that like. some skimpy <laughs> costumes for shantae son's got oh. he's got the right approach i like it how long how long did it take you to find that oh. out well immediately because i got an email i'm like what <laughs> but <laughs> He knew he knew where a good value was. Seven dollars, not bad for that. How many costumes does he get? I didn't look at them all, but <laughs> so then I was like, "Well, I spent more money on this. Well, I I spent money on this free Game Pass game, so I guess I'm going to play through it." So I ended up beating the game too. So that's a good game. Yeah. Were they skimpy outfits? Yeah, kind of. But the original's just as bad too. So yeah, that that. Uh... Designed to the front of your... I don't think most women's pants are designed to scoop that low in the crotch up front. No. It's a weird design choice. And most women just don't... I wear, bounce. I wear pants like that. <laughs> yeah. They don't... They don't bounce as they're, like, standing still. Yeah. She's working on her Kegels. <laughs> I don't know. That would just add the sagginess, I think. You're just adding gravity to the situation. That's not a good, good thing. That's true. I mean, I haven't looked into it, but I imagine there's a whole lot of like hentai out there with like her and risky boots. If oh, I, if I if I was a betting man, I would say that that's probably everywhere. I think it's implied. Yes. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, that's awesome. I can't, I didn't even realize there were like actual outfit packs for any of those games. Yep. But yeah, you can often buy that game itself for under that price. Mm-hmm. So, well, but now what are you going to do if they delist it from game pass? Now you're not going to, I, yeah, I'll be writing. I want my costumes. <laughs> so you don't have any parental controls on, on that put in a pin or anything like that. It's just push a button. I do. I do now. Yeah. (laughs) I also have been riding that uh, line of my switch has my card in it and my PS4 has my card in it. And so far nobody has purchased anything without me knowing. Yeah. But I imagine that will bite me in the ass one of these days. Give it time. Did you hear that story from Dan Reichert on the, their podcast? Uh uh-uh. uh. They were trying oh, maybe. to. They were. He got like an email saying that somebody bought like Mortal Kombat 11 on the Xbox. And he was doing like all this research, thought he got hacked and all this stuff. No, it turns out the con- one controller that he had was synced up to the other Xbox. And like his oh, wife no. was just pressing the A button. And so it was like the home screen to an ad to Mortal Kombat to buy. And he just bought it. <laughs> oh that's amazing but that's pretty bad hilarious right from the the front screen you can just go in and buy just a couple button presses you know well i suppose you're like why is this not working it's lit up i don't get it yeah can you dispute those charges no or is it you bought it and that's it they basically is like if somebody works in a bank and has people trying to dispute those charges all the time microsoft in particular is very adept at saying this is logged in from your user profile on this machine with this card, and you made this purchase, so it's you. Too bad. Mm-hmm. And then the banks eat it. Don't Still they true. do that with cell phone apps, though, where you can yeah people people do that some too of those. and try to dispute them. The difference is, is the cell phone people don't give any shits, uh, and the banks also eat those. So, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, you can dispute anything with a bank, and technically, your bank's gonna pay it. Pro tip. Uh, I don't really want to flaunt that, but that is a real thing. So, yeah, and I'm sure every single time it's just like that. Just like what happened to me is like my kids did it, but how many times has it really their kids either? You know, half the time I'm sure it's. Uh, I still remember like the kid who, or the dispute I saw a year ago at our bank, and over the course of six months, the kid had charged like. $1,500 for that Final Fantasy app because it literally had like a it had an in-game purchase like cooldown thing that was $100 a pop just kept buying it with grandma's card Jeez. And so I'm like they're like what is all this stuff so I'm like researching I'm like oh I know what this is <laughs> like I found the idea out in the Google Play Store I'm like are you sure she hasn't been like giving her phone or tablet to like a grandkid? And sure enough, that's what it turned out to be. And oh. It's like, well, oh, that's not good. That's not great. Also, I'd like to point out how disgusting it is that there's a hundred dollar in a purchase for crap like that. But mm-hmm. just to make something like a timer go faster or something like that too, half the time. Right. And that's what that was. It was a game that just required the cooldown. Yep. Not good. I tried that Dr. Mario game. Played about Oh yeah, what'd you think? About fifteen minutes of it and I'm like, hmm, this is just like any other puzzle game. 
where they're going to be yeah. like, you need this amount of turns and all that stuff. And it's like, ah, whatever. <clears throat> so I made it into world two on that. I played a lot of it during the waiting in the lobby, uh, with the cat. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I actually, I agree with you though. It's, it's cool to see a new Dr. Mario game. It's, adapted well to mobile is like you know how the pills go from the bottom to the top it makes sense with where your thumb's at but yeah i once i was done playing with it i seldom have been like oh i'm gonna go play more of that it's usually just if i'm screwed around on my phone and i see the icon i'm like oh, i got like five minutes i'll play a level or two it's all right i like what the There's... power-ups bring to the the game for sure like the shells and yeah. stuff like that that's fun yeah that's neat and how you can like kind of buy your own like uh you know, double points and that kind of stuff. But I don't see the incentive where I would ever put money into that game though. Mm. I just, I don't enjoy it that much. I mean, those games just prey on your frustration, right? Like they get to a chance, a point where it's too hard and you get frustrated and you're like, well, this is the easy button. I'll just pay, you know? Right. Right. I've heard it's down like download wise though it's done really well for Nintendo. I yeah. don't know how much revenue they're making off of it, but Did you guys see that Sony has hit 100 million PlayStation 4 consoles sold? It's officially the fastest selling console to ever get to a 100 million. Wow. It beat the PlayStation 2 by like Two months, and then it also beat the Wii. It's amazing. Five years, seven months, they said. Huh. It's nuts. But, I mean, the base is way bigger. Like, if you're talking, like, how many video game players are out today compared to PS2 era, though? Yeah. Oh, and the Wii sold because they weren't selling to gamers. They were selling to casuals. So that's why that went so fast. But we're also at a point where, like, a lot of people are going to PC. Mm-hmm. A lot of kids are playing Fortnite on their phone versus a console. It's so, pretty yeah. impressive. I will say, I think the PlayStation 4 is in, like, the top three of, like, greatest consoles of all time for me, though. Like, I think it is, like, one of the best gaming machines to date. And it's probably one of my favorite controllers, top three again. Is it over the the Jaguar? Well, I love hate the Jaguar, so I don't know where that lands. Speak, speaking enough. of which, they were going to make a Judge Dread on the Jaguar, but it was oh, canceled. Damn it! They should have. It died too young. <laughs> yeah. I also saw the PlayStation for the uh, for the first time digital. Fifty-three percent, yeah. Outweighed physical for the first time. Yep. I wonder how much that attributes though to like flash sales and then if it also includes the downloads for the PSN games mm-hmm. each month. But yeah, that's that's a telling number. But I'm not surprised. So are we gonna be seeing physical copies rise in price when it comes to like those those trade in stores? I mean they're going to eventually lose inventory, right? Well, it's trade in stores. I assume you mean GameStop, which will be out of business in a month. <laughs> sure. Right. Or even, yeah. you know, the other local ones that we have. 
I, I'm sure you will. I think like the I think the print runs will become less. So if it's not like a AAA like main publisher title, they're going to be more boutique items. And like yeah, the secondary market on physicals is going to be. I'm guessing you're going to start. Well, you're already seeing it. Like there's more people doing the pre-order thing and getting like the steel book or the collector's deluxe edition. So I'm guessing that's where like more of that's going to move and like your standalone retail copies of stuff, just the vanillas. I mean, those numbers are going to be smaller because people just aren't buying them. So yeah, I mean, I bet you're right. I mean, it's the same idea behind limited run, right? Like if there's only X amount of them, but that's only a hit eBay randomly. Yeah. That's only a small amount though of people that care about physical in that regard. Most of the people that really care about physical is because it's cheaper, right? Yeah. But when you can't find the game you want physical anywhere, then yeah. the aftermarket price has to go up. I mean, I think that's going to be a slow burn, but but maybe it won't either because how many people care? Like, do kids care? Like, if I'm 18, do I care if I have a that's physical a copy of a game? Because I went into this generation like a staunch, I'm buying everything physical, and for the last two years i've purchased pretty much only digital on my ps4 and i do quite a bit of that on the switch too i bought uh uh red dead 2 as a digital copy and that's really probably one of the <coughs> first digital copies i've ever purchased and i felt just so dirty doing it yeah, that was the one I did <laughs> too. Like, I just figured, like, for the amount of hours I'm gonna sink into that game, like, I don't want my drive having to like authenticate a disc. Sure. I've yet. To, I don't think I've actually bought a sixty dollar digital yet, but obviously, yeah. a lot of them on sale. Yeah, I buy a ton on sale, as we all know. Uh, but the, yeah, that Red Dead Two is my only sixty so far. And that's still. Well, I waited until it was thirty bucks. Yeah, thirty five bucks. That's definitely worth it. I still think, like, to really hammer it home, though, they need to get the point where my digital costs me ten dollars less right out of the gate than the physical does. Mm-hmm. I still don't know why there's not a disparity in pricing there. It it kind of bothers me, but once they do that, I mean, and, but I again, like like you mentioned, like you don't buy them full price. And I think, you know, the reason, especially on Sony's side where you're seeing like that 53% swing is simply because this generation, they've gotten extremely good about clearancing out and flash selling digital games. And quickly, it's not like three years after a game comes out, I'm getting the first chance to get a good deal on it. Like I could buy Titanfall 2 for eight bucks, like four months after it came out. So publishers and everybody are getting more in tune with that. Well, and just look at what happens on the Switch ecosystem. You know, you go into like the top 10 best selling games, and I guarantee you at least two of those are garbage games because they're selling for 79 cents. Or I think actually, I think the last game I bought uh, was 17 cents, and that was the number two selling game on the <laughs> Switch. Because so I was like, I got 17 gold points. Like, well, let's do this. Yeah, whatever. you got to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it gets to the point, especially if GameStop does go under in your local place that does use copies, like if there's no access to get value out of reused games anyway, then what's the point, right? Right. That's that's the case for most people. Right. And it's 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 going to be a slow bleed anyways. It's not tomorrow or even a year from now they're going to be 
really hurting, but it'll be tough to find those places, you know, 10 years from mm-hmm. now. Um, I just don't, I just don't see the sustaining model with the, with the trend right now. Right. Well, and like you said, when, you know, the digitally, they can drop the price down to $40 a couple of weeks after. Well, those retailers bought them at that price, you know, at a higher price than that. Yep. If you're big enough, you can go back to the retail or the distributor and say, I want, you know, a difference. But if you're smaller, you're not going to get that. You're just out of the money. Yep. Another interesting piece of news I caught um, was Netflix announced this week that for the first time in eight years, they've actually lost subscribers. So their business is starting to falter a little bit. Um, you know, they, they cited a couple things. Their their price hike was part of it. Uh, their lack of quality original content, which I guess I could see to some extent. And then failure to like really take over in the foreign markets which they said undersold or underperformed. But, you know, I really started thinking about it and like, I'm at the point now where I would say three out of four times I go on to Netflix and I search through what's available and I cannot find a damn thing I want to watch. And then I go back over to YouTube. So like, I don't Mm -hmm. know that I even, I think I could deal with not having Netflix at this point because stranger things will eventually be on Blu-ray. Or I could just subscribe for one month of Netflix and watch that. Yeah. You know, I like I don't know that, you know, as the you know, they're kind of the pioneer of the whole digital streaming frontier, or they were, but I don't know that there's a place like uh, ten years down the road for them. I, I mean, I don't know that they'd still be relevant or that they'll have enough power that Disney, for example, won't buy them out and they'll become something else. Yeah. I mean, at some point this had to happen anyway. Like Netflix gets to such a saturation point that there there really is no new customers and you know. Right. And everybody if you have a service for a certain number of time, you're going to get sick of it and be like, "Oh, let's try cutting it," you know, or see what it's like without it, you know. So, I think that's what's happening. A lot of people are cutting, you know, that well, we just uh, contributed to that number. My family cut Netflix. Wow. There's a lack of content. I mean, we watched Stranger Things and we were content with that. But after that, uh, we didn't really watch much before or you know, post that. So yeah, uh, we moved. We actually had Sling as well and got rid of Sling. And now it's just Hulu Live because it's kind of everything all in one for about the same price when you add up all three services. I had to laugh though, when uh, AT&T said their direct TV, they lost like a million subscribers on direct TV after they raised the prices on it. It's like, well, well, no shit. It was already astronomical. Yeah. And then you raise the prices on cable. Like look at Netflix as losing subscribers on what? $12 a month. <laughs> yeah. I, I still like think like this whole thing is going to be like a weird cyclical thing. Where like all these services are blowing up and there's so many options. Disney's coming in. They're like everyone's gonna get so sick of it. Instead of cutting the cord, you're gonna be cutting the stream. And then in 15 years, we're all gonna be back to like, yeah, just yeah. give me that thing that comes out of my wall 
and does all the stuff that everything else I'm paying for does because I'm sick of managing five fucking passwords, like expiring debit cards, like just hook me up. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, if vinyl can make a comeback, cable can make a comeback. <laughs> Come on, it'll coaxial. Be, it'll be retro chic in another 15 years, I'm telling you. <laughs> it'll be underground. Ha! Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I've heard good things about Hulu Live. I, I really like Sling and how it works, so I'd be afraid to switch, but... That would be the one I would go to if I wasn't already paying like seven bucks a month for Hulu and having sling. Are you a slinger? I am. That, hey. that was our first streaming service we tried after we cut the cord. Then I went to PlayStation view, which I think was at the time much better, but then their price like quadrupled and they lost like a bunch of Viacom stuff and couldn't justify it. And now we're back on sling and sling is a much more improved uh, beast than it used to be, I guess. But I mean, I still like question, like, is, is that worth it? Because honestly, like for me, a lot of the time I'll just go down the YouTube rabbit hole. Like I can find movies on there. I can find television shows. I can find whatever, like if I want to watch, I watch like four videos about some guys like ultimate uh, mountain bike workshop build in his garage i don't mountain bike i don't give a shit but i spent 45 minutes watching it last night and it didn't cost me anything yeah i mean isn't that funny though like netflix is like well it's the quality of the content we just don't have the quality and it's like no we're just there we're switching over to youtube just because they're like real people kind of yeah well and that's another you know dent for them is like the quality of content that exists on youtube now is like premium tier like it's not just like somebody making like farting into a bucket you know it's at 480p it's it's good stuff there's speaking of make sure you guys subscribe to my channel for that reason (laughs) cartridgefarts.com or cartridgefarts at youtube cartilage (laughs) (laughs) that sounds like a whole different channel i really don't like that name uh good stuff any of you guys seen the lion king movie i refuse i do too i think it's bullshit number one movie in the world number one movie two weeks in a row i don't get it like it was perfect the first time i don't care that they're real yeah if anything that makes it worse right yeah Everyone's going to want to play with lions. I've seen Baboon's ass in real life. I don't need to see that in Lion King. <laughs> if they would have done something different with it, like different from the story, it, you know, variations or whatever. But from what I hear, it's like a straight up one to one. This is the scene. This is the scene. This is the scene from the, the animated one. And it's like so lame. Yeah. It's like, why didn't you just wait 25 years? We could have AI do that for us. <laughs> just make the animated live action one yeah my wife and kids or my my wife and my daughter i guess mainly have been like we gotta go see it we gotta go see it i'm like no like you're waiting till that crap's on blu-ray not doing it i'm not tainting my childhood i already i already against my better better judgment watched that beauty and the beast one and there's i didn't even watch that uh, it was better than it should have been 
But like, I, I am not watching that Aladdin one because that looks like hot garbage. I'm sorry. Is that the Will Smith thing? Yeah. Is? We did watch this last week and we rented Dumbo, the Disney Tim Burton joint. And I will say that was way better than I thought it should have been. But it was also the least Tim Burton-y thing I've ever seen. It was like Tim Burton light. So that made it more tolerable. It was more cute and fun, I guess. Plus he Tim like Burton got Mike. Stop smoking weed. <laughs> Plus he maybe. Plus he got uh, Michael Keaton back together with. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember his name anymore because I'm so used to call him Frank from Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, DeVito. Uh, DeVito, there you go. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to see them in a movie again after all these years. Huh. That yeah. one, I would say it's worth watching. I don't have a strong attachment, though, to the original Dumbo either. So. I just can't believe how fast they're pumping them out. I mean, it is, it's completely clear. It's just money grabs. Like, they're yeah. three of them well, this heard- year already <laughs> i heard the biggest thing was they can re-up on their patents you know because they already call like you know the patent law mickey mouse law because mm-hmm. it extends every time but yeah it gives them an excuse to get another what is it freaking 75 years now out of a patent Jeez. so they're set for the next foreseeable future thanks to these turds yeah how do you sell toys for movies like that you essentially have to put like a real lion in a cage and be like, oh, mom, I want that because it's just like the movie. It's so stupid. Like that's the only possible solution. No, they can't sell toys because these CG cats are so realistic. We can only smell sell children exotic pets. Well, kids are not going to settle for a piece of plastic because oh, it's not like the movie. You just get like the dollar store di- like zoo animals and <laughs> say. Well, they did have like uh, McDonald's toys because I took my daughter there and got her a Happy Meal. And like she pulls it out, and I'm like, I don't know which cat this is. Like, this could be Nala, this could be Simba. Like, I can't tell. It was yeah. dumb. Did it have Did it have real hair? <laughs> Human hair? Yeah, it was an actual live fetal kitten. <laughs> Perfect for your house. <laughs> you know, they They just put them in a paper bag. Yep, with some yarn. With he the was fries. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the world's coming to. It's just the never-ending epidemic of remakes of culture from the last 20 years. It doesn't matter if it's music, video games, or movies. We just can't uh, We can't take the chance on original thought anymore. It's not a gamble worth having. It is kind of crazy how much like 80s nostalgia like has been around. Like It's been like a solid 15 yep. years now. Yeah. We're 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 just stuck on the eighties. It's it's really strange. I'm wearing short shorts and a bright pink fanny pack. Yep. Sounds about right. Yeah. Wearing roller skates, petting my real lion. Is that what <laughs> happened in the eighties too? <laughs> well, you know. What are you hanging out with Pablo Realism. Escobar or what? I'm I'm a modern eighties <laughs> kid. I think they're called hipster douches. I'm a hipster douche. Uh, <laughs> at least you admit it. Yep. Oh, so I guess we can talk about this quick. It's kind of becoming older news, but... um, Well, a couple of things. Uh, more current news, but that uh, Switch Joy-Con drift thing, apparently like that class action lawsuit scared them to the point where they're just agreeing to like fix anyone's Joy-Con issues ever. 
no matter if it's under warranty when it was purchased or if you've previously got it fixed and paid for it, they will research your claim and refund it. But I have to ask, do either of you have Joy-Con drift? Because I have not had any. Everyone's talking about like, oh, yeah, like my first five switches all had it. But I not me. It seems fine. I mean, oh, it doesn't drift out of my hands. I've had the 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 response thing, like you oh, know, sure. the, the left one loses response sometimes. But other than that, I've never had the drift thing. Yeah, I thought for sure so, they'd say we fixed the problem. We got rid of Joy Cons. Now buy the Switch <laughs> We go. We, we have a solution, solution for you <laughs> for just one ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> you can get uh, something with no Joy Con. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, I I think they were smart for getting ahead of it the way they did, and just like clearly outlining, like, no, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole. Uh, They're obviously smart enough to know that the amount of people who will actually take the time to contact Nintendo is going to be so minimal that like just by opening the floodgates, it's just kind of like when remember when they sent out the Wii condoms, and it's like, yeah, you can email us, and we'll send you however many requests up to four. Yeah, nobody did it. Yeah. I did. I got a whole package of wheat condoms. Oh wow! You're joking me. I don't. I don't know anything about this. Oh really? Yeah, because people were accidentally throwing their Wiimotes like through stuff and breaking televisions. Oh, so the, like those the rubber, rubber things. Grips. Yeah, they didn't. Ex- they didn't exist for about the first year and a half of. The... I thought you meant like a Nintendo no. brand condom, and I was no. like, "Wow, <laughs> no. I got a Joy-Con for you." You know, I wouldn't order that. I only believe in bareback and. <laughs> wow never mind anyway i got some of those from my nunchucks on the other hand when the when your xbox red rings you're going to be sure to call microsoft and say you better fix this yeah that's true they definitely which i never did you didn't huh okay no i just would always go buy a new one because i'm gonna want to deal with the hassle well there you go i went through two it's a problem also in gaming news uh, the uh, initial rollout of that AMD Ryzen 3000 uh, CPU was not allowing you to play Destiny 2. So like people were up in arms in the Destiny 2 community because it just would not boot or run that game <laughs> at all. So kind of a problem. That's pretty strange. I, yeah, I think they've... Um, I believe they've fixed it now, but it was, well, it was like a 36 hour issue where all these people were like all amped to like switch the new hardware together and like jump back into their favorite game. And oops, such wow. a specific problem too. just that Destiny one game. Too. There must've been like one API or something that was broken and it just didn't work or something. Yeah. Huh. I thought that was funny. Cause my initial thought was like, huh, people still play destiny too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I suppose if the community exists anywhere, it's going to be PC. Well, and it's going to be free to play now soon too, right? Like coming up an Epic store. Is that what the deal is? I think it's free. The, the base game up, yeah, it'll be the base game up to the newest expansion, I think. So it'll, I don't know how they're going to, I don't know. I, I, I guess at that point, like, hell yeah, download it again on your PC and play it or whatever consoles, if it's free on consoles too. Cause there's a solid game in there. There just wasn't much of an end game, I guess. But. How about uh, original Doom on your Switch, where you have to 
log in to play yeah. Doom. Yes, the DRM. I heard there was like every like seven twenty seven seconds or something. It was like popping up a thing to like connect to the internet. That's unreal. How did you not think that through? Yeah, especially in a portable. It's not going to happen like that. No, that's nuts. It's hilarious, though. Which they're like, well, we'll get right on that. Of course you will. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Now, just every meme is like a retro game that has the window that says you have to log in to continue playing. (laughs) Oh, I had some hot news, too, that I think uh, Andy's going to be very excited about. Probably Nate, too. Uh, We are getting a proper sequel to Garfield Karts. Oh, yes. It's going to be a full $30 Uh, kart racing extravaganza. Okay. Ryan, I'll buy it for you, buddy. I got you covered because I know how much you love that Garfield. I fucking love Garfield. Silly cat. Who's the the new racers? Like, are his friends going to show up this time? Because I don't think they were in the first time. Let's keep that abomination out of there. I hope not. Oh, boy. Everyone knows Garfield doesn't have any friends. Stop. <sighs> Whatever. I want to I want to race a car as an egg that I can't see. That's your dream right there? Yeah. And a costume pack. Gosh, I kind of want to go back and watch those. Ryan, do you want to come over and watch those no, with me? No, <laughs> I don't. My son was watching the 3D, like, new Garfield this week, and I was just... Okay. There's everything yeah, I, I could do not to, like, smash his TV. You should just go on a rage. I hate. Break every- <laughs> I said no, Garfield. I hate Garfield like Garfield hates Mondays. That's how strong my hatred of him is. Are we due oh, for another like Ryan? live action? But this time, instead of a CGI cat, he's an actual cat. <laughs> Dude, that's like my favorite line from Zombieland oh, to Bill Murray. Do you have any regrets? Well, Garfield, maybe. <laughs> 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 and speaking of that great segue we got uh we got a trailer zombie land 2 comes out in october like 10 years after the freaking original or whatever <laughs> and they have everybody Super back. excited for that everybody it looks great yep maybe uh, bill murray was... too he might show up yeah he could be a zombie now for yep. real it's good stuff yeah i i think that's like one of those overlooked films it just kind of like it hit right before like that zombie craze went like nuts with walking dead and stuff and then it just kind of, I don't know why they never got it together sooner. Cause you'd think you would have thought about five years ago, it would have been like the perfect time to like drop the second one. But Yeah. I think all of them are kind of on their downswings though. Now, like they're having a harder time getting movies again. Now it's like, yeah. okay, let's get back together. And... That's true. Well, and I suppose what's his name? Uh, God, I'm bad with names today was tied up at the hunger games for so many years that which i i can't i have a hard time him being a badass in those mo- in like zombie land when it's just like i'm old enough to watch cheers you yeah know? that's true <laughs> he's just yeah, he should be the guy who turned into a zombie instantly because yeah. he's just an idiot poor woody yeah well i'm sure at the very least it'll be a good like slapstick gore fest so mm-hmm I'll take more of that.
All right, moving on to the fail bag, where we answer 20-year-old gaming questions from gaming magazines as if they were addressed to us. Um, we have Peter here from New Jersey. He says, well, we've all seen how Pokemon has swept the nation, but with good game, with good comes some bad, and some schools have banned Pokemon. Oh, no. But not all of them. My quiet little school made December 2nd, 1999, Pokemon Day in the cafeteria. For lunch, we had Poliwag potatoes and Weedle's juice. Let this be a message. Peter, Peter, <laughs> please tell me you did not eat this juice. Yeah, stay away from Weedle's juice. Ugh, let this be a message to all the other schools out there that, ugh, don't do that. If you guys were going to make, make a Pokemon food, themed food, what would you have to make? Squirtle. Yeah, I, I yeah, knew. I would definitely have a Squirtle juice. Yeah, Ooh. Squirtle stew, Pokeballs. <laughs> that's not a Pokemon though. That's like the device you capture them in. Is I guess I would probably um, like uh, I would do like Chicago style diglets. Probably you know mustard only, hot pepper relish, good solid French roll. It could be pretty good. Grill them up. That would not be bad. No, I think it'd be all right. I mean, I don't know how much bones in a diglet, but the shape's right. It's close. <laughs> well, there's a lot of bone in the diglet. Uh, how do you know? There's, you only see like the the tip. It's just the tip of a diglet. Like you don't know what's underneath that ground. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on right now. Just keep those pokeballs away from the diglet. Put those diglets down. Yeah, that's, Stop that's playing true. with there them. There could be a whole can of worms of the diglet. I need to go with something more. Uh, I mean, you could do like Bulbasaur salad. Yeah, right. that's just what I was thinking. That would probably make a pretty good salad. Just like yeah. he makes the bowl right on his back. That'd be great. <laughs> you just do like a wedge salad and you get like a quartered out like Bulbasaur on your plate with like a ranch on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, mommy, he's looking at me. It's like Eat an your, apple in his mouth. Yeah, eat your salad. Yeah, the, yeah. That's still pretty impressive, though, that a, a school kind of embraced it, which was kind of rare at that time. I know they were banning Poke Pokemon cards and all that stuff, and so to have a school say, "Hey, we're going to do this," that's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, the cards were definitely banned in my school. I remember that. I was too old to really like. I kind of just missed that boat, so it too, it's man. kind of pogs though. Same situation, like they banned pogs. I think in my elementary school, because kids yeah. are kids are fucking yeah, stupid. Pogs were pogs were banned. Yeah, kids are just stupid. Like you got the smart kids who take advantage of the the dumb kids. And that that doesn't teach them. That's how the world works. That's how people advance. Yeah, that's true. Taking care, taking advantage of dumb people. <laughs> right. It's not actually about how good you are. It's about how good you believe you are, even though you're a giant piece of shit. You still <laughs> get further ahead in life than the nice person with the brain. That's absolutely true. Yeah. I mean, the guy the guy who makes the best Pokemon card trades. 
is going to be more successful in life. That's just a proven fact. I thought it was the guy with the bigger diglet. <laughs> and you know why he makes the best Pokemon card trades? Because he believes he can. Yep. He's got that confidence, got that step. Yep. Fun you facts. Take, take that, Peter. Take that advice and run. <laughs> also try some diglet. as a food what are you don't make don't make it weird i think you made it weird by saying diglet just to begin do you not know what a diglet looks like nate well i'm not gonna google it (laughs) that's for sure hold on i'll do it for you you just go to red tube and you google diglet or you search diglet i just you just told me what Red Tube was. Yeah. I know. Like last but week I, or something like that. I wish I had just let you Google it instead of telling you what it is. So hold on. It's a diglet. It lives in the ground. Um, It represents... It, it, it looks very similar to something else. Just remove the yeah. eyes and uh-huh, mouth. Uh-huh, dog, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's more Nate style. Yeah. A female diglet. The blonde wavy hair. You can tell when a girl uh, has had a few diglets hurt in her day and when she orders the Doug Trio. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we should probably go to the next question because I don't know where to take this one. (laughs) Hey, did you see that, Greg? She grabbed three diglets. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I wow. think they literally made a Pokemon that is an ice cream cone, so I would go with that. I don't know what his name is, but that sounds like a pretty good one to eat. Yeah. Certainly better than Weedle's juice. Or Melton. It seems like that would cause problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meltan. I don't know any of these Pokemon. Gotta catch them all, Nate. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. I'm not a gamer. I'm not real. <sighs> Turns from the uh, internet. He says, stop making jokes about Mario headbutting things. I can see plain as day that when he pumps, when he jumps, his hand goes up in the, and he punches. I'm still your number one fan, but come on, guys. Were people really that upset about this? Oh, I mean, that, I mean it. Just think of the memes back in the day of Mario headbutting. You don't remember. <laughs> I just learned what a meme was like two years ago. So I'm a little yeah, late yeah. to this. <laughs> no, I have no idea. Like, I don't understand that at all. I agree. I can, we concur and we, we humbly apologize. But yes, Mario throws his hand in the air. And has he done blocks. it through the whole, the whole series though? I believe so. Yes, he does not use his head for anything. What about the original Mario Bros? Not super. Is that head or is that hand? What's the jump animation? I can't remember. Hand. Uh, no. That's a good... You know, I don't know. I'd I can't have to go remember. Look. 100% probably... hand. Alright. Nate's huh. a hand guy. Get, Team hand. Give me them hands. Yes. Obviously, he's punching blocks, though. So, Unless he's using a water pack. 
We shall not then speak he, of that 3D then, abomination. Then he's, then he's just hitting his head with a water pack. What about I guess, Cappy? But... I mean, he still breaks blocks with his hand in that game, right? Yeah, that's kind of how he jumps, doesn't it? He puts his hand up. God, I wish you hadn't gotten on the Mario Odyssey, Rabbo. I was just, literally, I put that game in for my son yesterday and was stewing again about how dumb that whole game is because Cappy doesn't need Mario. Cappy is the supreme being. He could have solved this problem in two seconds. The whole thing's stupid. Okay, Andy, what else do you and got? His sister, <laughs> his sister should have been able to like take over the like brain power of Bowser, and it would would have just been done. He needs to be thrown though. Like, who is going to throw the hat? They fly. There's a whole <laughs> fucking village of flying hats. He can do whatever he wants. Okay, let's. Sorry, I derailed us. <laughs> Mario punches shit. We know not he doesn't headbutt. Yeah, it's fine. Take it more. Take it more seriously. No more jokes about headbutting. Yeah, I'm sorry. We'll we'll keep it on point. <laughs> Adam's wondering. He says, "Hey, does Princess? Why does Princess Zelda have different colored eyes than Sheik?" Never focused on that. I guess I never looked at their eyes. Color, yeah, I, but obviously color. It's it's colored contacts. Obviously, I mean. Yeah. If you're going to pull off a disguise uh, in Hyrule, you need to put in those colored contacts, change it up a bit. It's Alter Ego 101. Oh, yeah. Some fake tattoos, maybe. You're right. Cover up the tramp stamp. (laughs) What is that? It's just like the Triforce pointing down. (laughs) oh i think i know what i'm gonna ask my wife to get for me for my next birthday (laughs) not on me not i'm just saying Uh, (laughs) does it make that like treasure chest noise (laughs) (laughs) depends on which hole you put it in Oh, if that wasn't X-rated, I'd want to make a YouTube video of that. It's <laughs> hilarious. Oh. That would a, go on. That would go on RedTube, probably. I like it. Yeah, somebody. It's probably already up there somewhere. Uh huh. There's got to be a number of sheer porn parodies of Zelda by now. I'm sure. Bubba, he has to say that's right. Another Nintendo appearance this time. On WWF SmackDown, you might have noticed a Nintendo 64 system in Vince McMahon's office under the television. Where might we see this popular system next? <laughs> well, Bubba, I'm going to correct you here. On You misspoke on the popular and. Uh, I don't know, in a dumpster fire somewhere would probably be the <laughs> next uh, next place you'd see that popular system. Jeez, we're going to be losing listeners after this. You know what? If they respect the N64, we don't need to have them as listeners. There's Get other podcasts here. for that. <laughs> like, if you go between the Pokemon talk and this N64 talk, we've squarely narrowed it down like a time frame where we want those people to just get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> We want the type of people who get Triforce tramp stamp humor. That's our audience, Nate. 
I I would love to see Vince McMahon playing a Nintendo 64. That seems like very good content. Oh God, I just I bet during that era the N64 for them just like printed dollar bills because it was like at the mm. height of all that wrestling stuff. Everyone who had a 64 had like four freaking wrestling games. I mean, it's uh, just outsold. Like I, honestly, I think part of the reason the 64 did so well against the PlayStation for a while, there was simply like the popularity of those wrestling games. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if people didn't watch wrestling, everyone was playing these. They were great four four player games. Yeah, they were. They were a lot of fun. So it's no surprise that Vince McMahon had one casually laying in his <laughs> office under the TV. I'm sure he played it all the time. Yes. Appreciate you writing in, Papa. <laughs> Great name. So Nelson, he has to say, my son is eight years old and has been playing hockey since he was four. Wait. Okay, he's from Toronto, Canada, so I guess that makes sense. Sure. Um, up until this year, he had never scored a goal. This year, he scored his first goal on an amazing move that left all the coaches dumbfounded. Upon his return to the bench, all the coaches asked him, where did you learn that? And he said, I tried it on Cujo, Belfort, and Roy. No, I forget how to say it. It's, it's an old uh, goalie. Anyway, it works, and it worked every time. Of course, knowing there were these were NHL goalies, everybody thought he was a, a touch delirious. When I asked again, he insinuated that he did it every day on NHL 99 for the Nintendo 64. Later, in the locker room, the coaches announced that our next on-ice practice would be canceled so that they could all practice in NHL 99. (laughs) When we went home that night, my son showed me the move on the N64, and he was absolutely right. Now he's one of the league's top scorers. (laughs) Ha. How real do you think this story is? I it sounds like one. a bunch of b it sounds like a bunch of BS. I'll, I'll just say like it's it's out of a really bad um, commercial. Man, I couldn't score any goals until <laughs> NHL '99 came around. Also, like if you uh, are a Canadian native and your son is taken till eight years old to score his first goal, didn't you just live with immense guilt and shame? <laughs> your child up. I mean, he should have been scoring goals. As they soon weren't as allowed walk. to go out to the. And it took a game system yeah. to make it happen, right? Yeah. They publicly shame them at the the town square in Canada, wherever that is. <laughs> Brown, There's one is in all of Canada. Just one town square that everybody meets once a year, and they shame those kids as they should. They put him in from a goalie post and just start shooting hockey pucks at him. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cute story, but uh, I don't know how much I buy it. Well, I could buy, like, where did you learn that move? I don't buy, hey, we're canceling hockey practice so everyone can play 64. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they lost me. I'm going to call shenanigans on that. Yep. And then to be, then his dad, it's like, oh, yeah, he absolutely learned it from there. And yeah. Nelson, you're full of crap. A. A. So we got Lucas from Thief River Falls, Minnesota. Shout out. Local boy. Yeah. 
he uh, is talking to there was a uh, kind of a response to basically video game delays and what people thought about him. Um, and Lucas says, I think they should do the best that they can on games and shouldn't give the release date until they're all done fixing the bugs and all that bad stuff. I buy games all the time, and to be honest, not all of them are great. I would rather buy a great game and have fun with it far longer than an average game. Oh, that's true to this day. Yeah, it's amazing how well this is (laughs) still going on. Yeah, this except for back in the day, they couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, yeah, but at least they didn't ship games that were clearly not like. Does a single? It's almost like the rare occurrence these days that a game comes out and it doesn't need like a ten gig patch day one. Mm-hmm. Like it's unbelievable, like at how it's just accepted to like put out a gold product. You know, it's ready, ready for disc. But in some cases, a completely different game. Like they change huge mechanics of the game itself too. So. Right. Or like Jesus, like case in point, like the number one game in the world right now, Fortnite, isn't even the game. Like that's not the game they were making. (laughs) (laughs) It's a completely different thing. It wasn't the game that was there like six months ago, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's nuts. And like, God, anything Bethesda puts out, it's like a two-year fix process to make something that like you can just boot up and have fun with. (laughs) Yeah. I completely and wholeheartedly agree that they should take as much time as they need, not promise dates that they can't meet, not force people to go through crunch, but the reality is now, like these days, games just don't ship finished, which is nuts. Yeah. It doesn't get better. No. You think, oh, they can patch games and make it better. That seems like a dream come true, but that just made it worse, I think. Yeah. It just uh, encouraged bad behavior. But at least the Intellivision will solve all of that when that comes out. I'm really looking forward to that. It's going to be good. Tommy Tellerico saves the day. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I, I think that's all I have for questions this week. So let's finish the show. All right. We would love to hear from you guys. You can send all emails to weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on social medias, Twitter, Facebook, as well as YouTube. And you can find all things Weekend Rental at weekendpodcast.com as well as geekade.com and as always be kind rewind I am the law what was that hot dog name again Diglett (laughs) Diglett I Diglett squirtled (laughs) before I could get to the you just gotta dig a little, little. Dig, dig, just, just dig a little. I little. can't even. Just, just dig a little, little. Even uh, say it. The diggle, diglet. Dig a little, little. Yeah. 
my Diglett squirtled before I could Pokemon. Ooh, that's good. Bananas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, I got that dick out of my throat now. Don't worry, I'm wearing a, a wee condom. 